genre. Hi everyone and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Ninja Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one credit rolling minute at a time. Mike check, one, two. Adam, one, two. Mike check, one, two, one, two. Brandon, Mike check, one, two. One, two. Rachel, one, two. One, two. We're doing a bit. Sorry, I missed it. That's all right. I was just telling the audience we're doing a bit. Is this part of the show? It is part of the show because this is the minute where Ya Kid K jumps in. And we don't get T-U-R-T-L-E power in this minute, but we do get mic check one, two, one, two. I am Scott Tofty. I am here with my regular panel of co-hosts, hey. Chris O'Connor. One, two, one, two. Adam Sheehan. Hello. And Rachel Gatlin. Hi. And joining us for the second time, my good friend and yours, ladies and gentlemen, from that famous rock and roll group, Warren Scott Band, Mr. Brandon Warren. So Paige Turco's pretty hot, right? Like, <laughs> I believe we've covered this. <laughs> I believe we've talked about that. The, did, did we talk about it enough? Because I don't know if we have. Well, do you need to go somewhere and talk about it on your own for a while, Brandon? I, Whoa. No, I'm, I'm comfortable <laughs> talking about it with you people. All right. Well, I, here I don't we want are to objectify and... April on this show. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, a person, here... you know. That's yeah, true. She's just a very attractive person who's quite good at her job. That's all I'm saying. She is say. the best reporter and highest paid reporter in New York City at she this point. She is the highest paid reporter in New York City. It's why she subled her apartment to four giant reptilians. That's very true. Um, we're in minute 82 of Secret of the Ooze. Minute 82 starts with uh, Splinter holding up a newspaper... And uh, it ends with the credits. Uh, and Brandon, you'll like this. You know who shows up in the end of this credit? Uh, Ken Truem. Well, um, Ernie him. Reyes Jr. Also him. Francois Chow. Now you're just reading them. It's Kevin Nash. <laughs> Kevin Nash shows up in this Kevin credit. Kevin Nash? Yay. Kevin Nash, the professional wrestler? That Kevin Nash. Your favorite professional he wrestler. He is my favorite professional wrestler. He of the dozen torn quads. <laughs> <laughs> so... Splinter has just set up the turtles with this whole, were you seen? And the last minute, they're like, of course not. We practice ninja, the art of invisibility. Splinter pulls a real dick move here, guys. Don't objectify Splinter like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, don't, I don't think this is a dick move. I think he's just like, uh, you're, you're sure. lying, and I have I proof. Mean, because yeah. apparently the New York Daily News comes out every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. All right, fair, I stand corrected. But he pulls up a newspaper. It says, Ninja Rap is Born. And perhaps more importantly, it says, uh, Dock Shore Club Demolished Overnight. Mm. Yeah, I love that. It's like, Dock Ninja Rap is Born in size 10,000 font, and then Dock Mysteriously Destroyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, who took this photograph? Because it's awful. Yeah. Well, not only is the okay. There's a lot of things All on the this turtles newspaper. Have red eye in this. <laughs> a lot of things I want to on talk camera about. Camera flash is bad. In this newspaper, number one, Ninja Rap is born, and a headline of four turtles. How is anyone reading this paper supposed to connect that headline with that photo? They don't look like what I would consider to be ninjas. It was a simpler time, Scott. You got to realize this is 1991. Everybody got laid all the time. <laughs> <laughs> four foot mutant turtles are simpler than just like dudes in black pajamas are like, they really four feet tall five feet 
Like, <laughs> They're pretty I, short. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not believing these four feet tall t- turtles <laughs> defeated the Super Shredder. Larger than normal because turtles. Because the Super Shredder, as portrayed by my favorite professional wrestler, Kevin Nash, had to be at least six foot ten. There, and well, even though well, he punched out the supports of those docks and effectively killed himself at a Vanilla Ice concert, which is the most 90s death ever, <laughs> <laughs> they still had a hand in it. Fair. Adam, you were going There's to say? There's blood on their three-fingered hands. I don't remember. I don't know what I was going to say. I I like how not only this news, not only did this newspaper already get printed, but it already made its way down to the sewer. Yeah. Very fast. (laughs) Well, it is the daily news. It made its way down to the sewer. People throw away the daily news real quick here in New York. It's like, yeah, like the daily news, more like the hourly printed news. Am I right? (laughs) So Rachel asked these people. (laughs) Rachel asked a good question. Who took this photo? I also want to know when this photo was taken. Right. And did like, how did they get the turtles to pose for a photograph? Did they just ask? Because this is clearly not like a uh, uh, what do you? What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's not in the moment. It's yeah, a it's not photograph. It's not candid. It's not candid. It's not candid. Yeah, well, and it's not them on stage with Vanilla. Right. I was going to say what you need to know is that Vanilla Ice dabbles in photography. It was his side gig at the time. <laughs> so he knew, like the rest of us knew, this this is not going to last. Like you got to have a backup gig of some kind. Also, and he was he was ready. I'll give him credit. This is 1991, so this picture was taken, sent to a lab, <laughs> developed, developed. Yeah. Well, processed, then developed, then sent to the Daily no. News, which was then no, laid out and this, printed. This, no, and this mass is, printed. This is, this is the work of of the uh, you know the Daily News's intrepid Doc Shore Club reporter, and he took the photo himself. He went back to his little red room and he <laughs> developed it right then and there. He didn't have to send it to some other lab. No, so dude, they do that stuff in house. Okay, sorry. That back in buys uh, a lot more time. That that nineteen that ni- back in 1991, that Doc Shore gig was like the hottest gig in photography. You, that? <laughs> like, no, 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 you, you, you could not get a more Jimmy choice Olsen gig and Peter Parker were fighting over it. Yeah. There's the cover of Rolling Stone, and then there's this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's I mean, Vanity Fair, and then there's this. There's Annie Leibovitz, <laughs> and then there's this. The Doc Shore Club gets such acts as Vanilla Ice. That's true. He was. All we the discussed. Rest. He was. He was the biggest artist in the world at that point. Yeah. Word so, to your mother. So yeah, they probably sent that junior reporter out like, <laughs> Vanilla's playing at this club, go take some pictures. And then this happened. He got yeah. such a scoop. <laughs> Do we know who's who in this picture? Can no. you guys honestly tell? Yes. Not really. I I if anyone can, it's Scott. Scott, please of course. go. So on the front left, it's Raphael. The only way you can tell is because you see the sigh tucked into his belt. Back, Fair enough. Back left is Leonardo. You can see the double straps and what appears to be a sword over his oh, shoulder. Yeah, However, yeah. we also know that Leonardo didn't have his swords at the Dock Shore gig. He had the scabbards with no swords in them. So I'm calling BS on this photo right away. That, and you, if you look at you can see the plight of leadership on his face. <laughs> like You can tell this, is re- this has been a really difficult night for Leonardo. Yeah. Michelangelo's in the middle uh, and then Donatello's on the right and I can tell because he's showing way too much whites of his eyes. Mm. Yeah, and, my, and my, there's just cocaine all over my <laughs> he is the party dude that's not that's not parmesan cheese that he's putting on his pizza <laughs> it's true you know so we're to believe that this whole thing happened in the time it took them to get back from the dock shore club so number one we know the dock shore club is in brooklyn yeah somewhere 
We're assuming that the turtle's lair is in Manhattan because we don't think they're too far from April, April's apartment in that sewer system. So they're in Manhattan somewhere. So they had to get back across the water. That, you know, via subway can be a 20-minute ride. If they're calling a cab, it's going to be a little longer depending on traffic, you know. And there wasn't a ferry there at this time, so that leaves swimming. Maybe they swam. No, they, they, they did, swim fast. They did comment on how much they love being turtles, and that they, is true. they exhibited that, so perhaps they did swim. This also has to be the next morning, at least, because the headline says, Doc destroyed overnight. Yeah. That's a oh, good point. So how late were they, they out went partying? Out partying? Dude, Michelangelo <laughs> is a party dude. You don't want to know yeah, how they, hard this guy can party. They went to an after party at Tunnel. And then an after-after party? Yeah. And listen, when I say Donatello does machine, that has more meaning than one. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon, for that astute observation. By machine, yeah. he means ecstasy. Do you think they <laughs> ran into a bunch of club kids? Yeah. And they were like, oh, come party with us. They ended up at a party downstairs at the limelight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so anyway, the turtles notice that they've been busted and Splinter drops another one of the very quotable lines from this film. The more I watch this movie, the more I realize, yes, it does have a fair amount of quotable lines. I was wrong. <laughs> I still don't think it's as quotable as the first film, but that's just my bias. This movie has quotable lines. You heard no, it it's the first. objective truth. It is the truth. Um, and he says who wants to do it. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Mm. Practice harder. Practice harder. Right? <laughs> Which I just think is a great comeback to Michelangelo's. We were practicing the art of invisibility. Ten flips now. Yeah. That's not a very good punishment. That's not a big punishment. Well, but yeah. the bigger punishment is when they're done their ten flips, he's going to send them out to collect every copy of this newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's pretty yourselves. <laughs> That's your ninja practice. And then they can't make a single sound while doing it. And then they freeze frame with four turtle crotches right in your face. (laughs) Um, But Splinter gets, this is the line I actually was thinking of before. He gets the, I made another funny. Yeah, he's very full of himself, Splinter. Mm -hmm. I'm very sick of him by the end of this movie. (laughs) Clearly, Splinter wants to be the star, and he's very resentful of these four for being the stars. And he's like, I want to be the star of this film, and I'm going to do everything I can to get there. (laughs) Way to show up on the last day and be like, I'm so sick of Splinter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've we've been here we've been here for like a year, <laughs> almost <a> exactly. Uh, <laughs> All he does is naysay. Like, come on! Like these guys are fun, and they're, they they clearly are your raison d'être, your uh, reason for joy, and all that. Like, come on, give give them some slack. Instead of making jokes at their expense. These these yeah. turtle boys don't cut up no slack. <laughs> <laughs> That's twice. That is twice. Uh-huh. Dude, because I, they're I, just like their father. I held off on that joke for the whole entire movie. I came up with, I was like, oh, I should say that like in minute 10. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to save that for the Super Shredder. Scene. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> Um, there. Oh, you know what there was, Adam? I forgot. You wanted to talk about this. Um when you went to see this movie in 35 millimeter at the drive-in, you said you made some note of the real changes, oh. and I put it in my little notepad that you wanted to talk about it this week. We'll we'll do that later on in the credits because I have to find those notes. Okay, but yeah, no I did when, when we went to see it on film. 
Um, I being an I used to be a, a film projectionist, so I know how to spot uh, real changes. So I, I'm always fascinated as to where they decide to put real changes because it's usually in a in a change of scenery or a hard cut. Um, so I, I I actually wrote down where I saw every one of the real changes because I'm a dork. But it's all right. There's got to be other film dorks out there that would appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll 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 break out those notes later on in the credits. Maybe we'll do that Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Speaking of the credits, and you guys may have made this observation already in the opening salvo of this movie. Did you guys notice that like the credits in the when everybody's eating pizza in the intro that it's like in 168 font size? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what we did notice is that when the turtles are fighting in the mall. All the credits have animations that go with the fight that they're doing. Oh. Like they get punched out of frame and like spun in. We so, talked a lot about that. That was one so of those that things you've... that was cool at first, but then every time we had to talk about it, it was like, oh, here's another one. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. here's the gaffer in the, the key grips now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about some credits because we're there now. We get this song by Ya Kid K. Uh, I guess we should mention that. Again. Yeah, so Adam, do you want to talk about the song before we talk about the credits? Uh, you mean Totally Awesome, You're My Hero by uh, Technotronic featuring Ya Kid K? That's exactly <laughs> what I mean. That's the one. It's it's not quite Turtle Power by Partners in Crime, and nothing ever will be. A song holds a special place in my heart, especially since we talked to Rich. If you haven't heard that interview, you can find it at tmntminute.com. Um, it's still pretty great. It's still a pretty good song, right? Because it's still Technotronic. And this, is, this was like the height of Technotronic. Um, the height of their powers. Yeah, because like uh, Move This had just come out, like what, like a year earlier? Yep. Um, yeah, I like Technotronic. I got the power by Snap. Yeah, it's like <laughs> right around that same era. Dude, there was a Snap song on the radio today. It was Rhythm is a Dancer. And I'm like, this is on the radio? Oh, you're going way <laughs> back. I love that. But a little uh, CNC music factory. Yeah. But I, I'll post the video for this in the, in the Facebook group because it is... There's so much neon, uh, what is that? Fashion? Like, everything was made out of, like, jacket material. Yeah, it's it's nylon. Yeah, like, neon nylon. Windbreaker nylon. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's it's not as cool as the the Yakid K video from the first movie where she's, like, in the theater and the turtles show up on, like, on the stage and all that. They're just kind of in, like, a warehouse. And they tease you. Yeah, there's they like some silhouettes of uh, uh, turtles. But I feel like this is that same warehouse from that Mr. Big video. <laughs> <laughs> is it Mr. Big or is it uh, Extreme? I'm thinking of Extreme. Which Wait, which song? More Than Words. Yeah, that's Extreme. <laughs> yeah. More Than Words was definitely Extreme. <laughs> yeah, I get those I'll two say. songs mixed up. <laughs> Mr. Big was to be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those two, two songs <laughs> collided my brain for some reason. But yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's a cool video. It's a great song. I just love there's a line in this song where she just says teenage turtles are awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's not great. a lyrical masterpiece in the same way that the ninja rap is not a lyrical masterpiece, but it's catchy as all hell. Yeah, I'll give that's her that. I'll it's say. a technotronic yeah. song, which you I mean, that's all you need to know to want to listen yeah. to it. Yeah, so um credits we're gonna get into them now i i don't know if any of us have it in us to talk about every single person in the credits this season like we did last season although chris you did a great job reading off the names uh-huh yeah, yeah do you want to you want to continue to do that bit I, oh, I don't know this is kind of a bad day for that i got a funny voice 
<laughs> All right. Well, then we okay. won't. Brandon, can you please D- read did the Chris first Did Chris just for turn us? into Michael Keaton playing Beetlejuice? <laughs> <laughs> and that is That's why one, I don't do Rachel. two shows. That's one. One. I, I, you know, I, You're not I'm, allowed I'm, to say his name six times. <laughs> oh, it's six now? Well, for Chris, it's six. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chris, six, six, Chris. You, you want me better. to read what now? Are we going to talk about the crazy existentialism in this movie? Are we just, oh. We're going to save that for next minute. Okay, fine. We'll talk about the credits. You want me to read the credits? Just read the credits. So we got special thanks to Renee and Mark Friedman. So Renee and Mark Friedman were <laughs> part of Surge Licensing. This is the team that licensed... Surge! Wow. The team that licensed the, the Turtles property for New Line. Uh, so just thought you might want to know that. As we talk the at credits, length about them at the end credits of T1. So Yeah, we talked a lot about T1. So the next thing we have is a group of four individuals. Brandon, do you want to? It's pronounced Michelin. <laughs> Go ahead. Featuring Michelin Sisti, Leif Tilden, Keenan Trome, and Ken. Mark Castle. I think it's Ken Trome. I thought there was an I there, so yeah. give me a break, man. It's all right. You're far from the screen. So these are, as we know, our suit actors. He's Keenan We've- to me. He'll always be Keenan. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel bad reading all four of these names because we talk about Mitchell and Sissy and we talk about Leif Tilden a lot in this yeah. movie. We don't mention yeah. Ken Traum or Mark Casso really much at all. Yeah. So and You know what? And But that might be a testament to to some of their work. I think that Mark Queso does a really good job as Leonardo. Um, unfortunately... Is it Queso or Caso? I'm not sure. We tried to ask him. Queso, he won't come Sarat, in for an Sarat. interview yet, but uh, maybe someday. I would say probably Caso. Let's it say Caso. He seems like a paisano. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but he does a good job as Leonardo. I just don't like the way Leonardo's written in this movie. And Ken Traum as... Uh, the Keenan. Raphael Keenan, sorry, Brandon. <laughs> it's it's not Keenan. Look, there's a little white shadow be- between the ends that, and also your mic stands kind of blocking it. And I <laughs> thought it said Keenan. It's it's fair, uh, but anyway, this gentleman as Raphael is is also good. Like he doesn't do anything that's bad. He has a lot. We've talked about a lot of the great puppeteering work for Raphael this season. Um, I just think that between the really good that is Michel and Sisti, all the excellent body language that Michelangelo has, and then, you know, the awkwardness of Donatello in this film compared to what he was in the last film, those are things that stand out a little bit more than Donatello the other two actors. was clearly the star of this film. I you mean... Know, you know why? Why? Because he does. Because Donatello does machine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> get him out Um, of here but again (laughs) Leif Tilden was Donatello in both films and it just it still boggles my mind and the only it's such a different performance it's such a different performance and the only explanation I have is that he started being Robbie on dinosaurs between the first movie and this movie which is why Donatello must look so different with Sally Struthers that's very true and Michelle and Sisti was the sister Charlene oh yeah Um, But we get these four gentlemen who, you know what, it's not an easy job. I appreciate the job they did. I think they all did a very good job. Uh, My only gripe with Leif Tilden is that it's so different from the first movie. But that's all. It's a good job. If I hadn't seen the first movie, I'd have no problem with Donatello in this one other than his weird face. But that's not his fault. Your weird face isn't your fault either, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the next block of credits we get some of our featured animatronic puppeteers adam you want to read those for us oh no i'm out of a gig apparently (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 no good at these uh 
but I but do, I do your it. best announcer voice. We have. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do a bit. I'm just going to read these. We have Mac Wilson, <laughs> David Greenaway, Robert Tigner, sure, and Robert Mills. Okay. He got two Roberts. I got a Keenan. <laughs> you had zero Keenans. You had no Keenans. Um, Mac Wilson was a puppeteer Keenan-less. on Dark. Mac Wilson was a puppeteer on Dark Crystal. He's worked with the Henson Company for a while. Um, Tigner worked on Neverending Story Three, The Flintstones, Little Shop of Horrors. He's another Henson guy. Robert Mills is another Henson guy. He was actually the Robbie puppeteer on Dinosaur. Oh, neat. And then interesting, David Greenaway has a long history in uh, puppet work. He worked on Yoda in Return of the Jedi. He was an assistant Yoda puppeteer and also worked on episode one, The Phantom Menace, in addition to many, many other things. (laughs) Now, Scott, on your list, you had the Flintstones listed. Was that the the 1994 Flintstones? I think it was probably the first Flintstones. Starring John Goodman and Rick Moranis, who was also in Little Shop. Although, to be fair, Yoda was still a puppet in episode one. They well, didn't. That's yeah. true. Yoda was still a puppet in episode one. I don't one. know if it was Yoda that he puppeteered in episode one. It may have been. He might have done a lot of the you know other ancillary puppet work in episode one. There's well, a- we're really relying on you, Scott, to provide us the background, the appropriate background of <laughs> David Greenaway's entire catalog. Well, I'm not going to do that. I think you've gotten all that I care to give. <laughs> um, and then we get a bunch of other people. Hey, Brandon, look who the first assistant oh, yeah. director is. Yeah, I'm definitely going to read this one. So, production manager Terry Moore's first assistant director is Rob Corn. Yeah. That's such a great corn. name. So they definitely got to use the corn in this movie. <laughs> Rob Corn. Second assistant director mm, Jeff mm, mm. Raffner. Uh, and then we get to our cast list. I think all of whom. Yeah, Paige Turco with top billing. We she does get the top billing. In I'm this sorry, film. was that objectifying her? No, it's <laughs> no. she does have top billing, man. She had top billing. Judith Hogue had top Clearly billing. Clearly, the star of this with film. the Elias Cotias in the first one had too. so much to do. Did, what did David David Warner's done something else? Like I was try, uh, everything. <laughs> I was racking my brain watching yeah, this film, trying to lights. figure out where else I've seen David Warner. Looking at IMDb, he was Who in Titanic. Yeah, that was definitely something he was in. Yeah, Titan. He's been in a couple of Star Treks. He's been, I mean, he's been in everything. This so, dude is like one of those actors. He's like one of those that guy actors. Yeah. Do you want me to pull up his IMDb? I can. No, do that you don't need to do that. He was, he was, he was the one in Time After Time, anyway. uh, Time After Time, who like uh, went to seventies New York to or San Francisco to fight Jack the Ripper, right? Uh, that was him, wasn't it? Him and uh, Malcolm McDowell was Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I think so. yes. And then he was in Time Bandits. He's in Tron. Uh, he yep, played Rachel Cool in Batman the Animated Series. Yes. Oh, he's, he's the done lobe a lot of voice in Freakazoid. That's four lights. He was Bob Cratchit in A Christmas Carol. That's what I remember him from. Yes. Like that's the main gig that I remember, like seeing his face in, and the one with George C. Scott. Okay. See, there you go. He's been in everything. Um, he's ubiquitous. I- we get all the way through the credits. We get down to Kevin Nash in this one. You know, we can talk about Kevin Nash for a second. You know, so Super Shredder was Kevin Nash's third worst gig of the 1990s. <laughs> okay, and the first two, uh, Oz and Master Blaster Steel. We didn't talk about Master Blaster Steel when James was on last week. You mean when he had the fuchsia mohawk? Nope, we missed that they one. They were basically a ripoff of LOD. Great. Can't even remember. The, the tag team was the Master Blasters. I can't. I think it was Kevin Green or somebody he was in the tag team with. 
It was insane. At least they didn't call themselves the Kevins. Well, you know, Vinny <laughs> Vegas was definitely a better gig than uh, Super. Su- I was about to say Super Troopers, uh, <laughs> Super Shredder, because the Vinny Vegas gig is ultimately what uh, got him recognition from uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Got him into WWE. That got him the Diesel gig in WWE, which launched his career to superstardom, or at least Torn Quad stardom. Yes. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of that minute. Torn Quadum. Torn Quadum. Oh, it sounds wait, weird. Wait, when corn you say like Quadum? That. <laughs> torn Quadum. The Torn Corn. The Torn Quadum. <laughs> I think Torn Quadum might be the name of the episode. Now that torn sounds like Quadum Leap. That sounds like a Star Wars puppet. <laughs> torn Quadum torn has a novel about him. To go to Tashi Station and hang out <laughs> with Torn he's Quadum. In size, he's in Mos Eisley Cantina for five oh, seconds. But and I want to get some power novel. converters. With the blast shield down, I, I can't see. <laughs> I do like that they just basically booted Kino out of this narrative. They're like, "Ah, oh, you've oh, served yeah. your purpose. Get the hell out of here, kid." He's done too. He finished. Yeah, they up. They killed him. They punched him to death, and and he died in the collapse. <laughs> I don't Never know why, to but deliver punched pizza him again. to death. Like, <laughs> it could have happened. You or don't or know. they just sent him home to his mother, who hasn't no. seen him in like six Clearly weeks. Clearly, he has I, no mother. Yeah, they I, definitely punched him. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 wanted, I, I think. I think that when he told that girl, uh, uh, you know, that he learned that from a rat, that it really worked out for him, and they're they're having a wonderful time. Now I cut what? to Kino walking back into the pizza place and there's just boxes and boxes of pizzas <laughs> stacked up that he hasn't delivered. Like they're so just so backed up. He's great at martial arts, but terrible at his job. Yeah. yeah, he's a terrible pizza delivery boy. Somebody's just knocked his scooter over. <laughs> oh, All right, Kino. so Kino sucks at life. We'll end it on that. Like we All could right. have just stopped taking orders, but what are we going to do? We're a pizza place. No, they've got one pizza boy and it's Kino. How sad if that place just went out of business like famous during the original kinos of, <laughs> the events of this film that pizza just can't sustain itself without a delivery boy so it just goes bankrupt <laughs> then they just start ordering from Domino's again like the first movie yeah tony the pizza guy all right well make sure you guys head to tmntminute.com make sure you also go check out our patreon page support us there make sure you go to the amazon affiliate link hey chris we haven't talked about our amazon affiliate link in a while we haven't talked about our Amazon affiliate link. That's crazy. I shop at Amazon all the time. Shouldn't we be talking about it like every opportunity we get? Go to www.doolinggenre.com slash Amazon and you'll be directed to the Amazon main page where you can buy whatever it is you're going to buy anyway because, I mean, let's, you know, take a look at your wish list. What's on my wish? Ooh, a bunch of Ninja Turtle action figures. I might as well buy these. But if I do that through www.doolinggenre.com slash Amazon, the, the like 80 bucks I'm going to spend on a, on a NECA action figure, like 1% of that is going to go back to the Dueling Genre family and coming in really handy for paying for things like our hosting and microphones and other hosting and... Microphones. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Microphones. So, yeah, go ahead and bookmark slash Amazon and click on that whenever you want to go to Amazon and buy whatever it is you should be buying at a store to keep, you know, your mom and pop shops on Main Street alive. Yeah. I like how Thanks, we always Chris. mention microphones when we talk about the cost. Like, like we use microphones once and then throw them away. They're disposable, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> I had a podcast on dueling genre once. That's true. Uh, Brandon and I hosted Calling BS. And then we, we might had do to another throw season. that microphone away. Yeah, we, uh, we definitely had to throw all those microphones away. <laughs> um, but anyway, go do all that stuff. Tune in tomorrow. Brandon and I will be performing one of the songs off of our new album, which you can pre-order at warrenscottbandmusic.com. For the crew here, for Brandon, for myself, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Paige Turco. 
I made another cowabunga. 